1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard No one is giving up on the title race on my watch Says Stephen Gerrard as Rangers prepare to host Livingston Neil Lennon's focusing on Celtic stretching their lead When they head to Aberdeen on Sunday And Dundee United's charge towards the top flight continues at Alloa tonight I'm Gordon Duncan and on this most romantic of evenings There is no pair I would rather be stuck with than Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans At the start of the season If you had offered any Celtic fan a 10 point lead and a goal difference that could amount to another point With 12 games left to play in the championship They would have said That'll do nicely At the same time If you had told any Rangers fan They'd be facing that deficit And playing badly into the bargain They'd have felt under pressure So for me Celtic have got nine in a row in the bag And we have to understand They're in pole position Because of remarkable post-winter break stats Six wins out of six 22 goals for only three goals lost This is a lead at the top Which has been gained by Celtic's merit And not created by default Because of events elsewhere Yeah, I'm looking forward to a busy night Gordon, after Wednesday's results Plus we'll be profiling the upcoming games this weekend So plenty, plenty to discuss How big was Wednesday, Alex? Because yeah. they're all big I say it every week But I mean, I mean, how big? What are we talking? Decisive? How much hope is, is left for, for Rangers? How damaging was it? Oh, yeah, I think there's always hope, Gordon. You know, they have to play Celtic twice. Uh, there's no doubt about it. It's a body blow. Uh, I was at the game. I was covering it. And the manner in which they collapsed in the second half was alarming. But not surprising, really, when you consider, you know, the way they've come back, as you touched upon. Uh, the winter break has been horrendous for them. They have not had any form. And they've stuttered and stammered. Uh, Stephen Gerrard's come out today. Rolling up the sleeves Saying Not giving up the ghost However it's going to be Very difficult You have to say that Celtic uh, Have the upper hand At the moment by, by a considerable distance Yeah it's that combination That you speak of Hugh Where it's Going it's, it's the perfect Combination for Celtic It's the worst combination For Rangers Not only The Rangers not look Anything like They were Celtic have really Stepped up a gear as well So you know oh. For all the criticism Rangers will get you give the same amount, really, of, of credit to Celtic. Yeah, of course. Celtic's uh, six league games since we come back after the winter break. Win-win, win-win, win-win. Rangers, win-lose, win-draw, win-lose. There's the difference. Consistency. And, yeah, and you have to be consistent, Alec. When, yep. when uh, Hadji scored the goal for Rangers that beat Hibs, I said on here, what an important goal, because had that not gone in and had the game been drawn... There would be a nine point gap Between Celtic and Rangers And I believe that would have ended Rangers title you, you make You make a very good point there Gordon In terms of the consistency by Celtic You know the the post uh, winter break Has been remarkable I think they're ten points ahead Of where they were last year And they really are putting their foot on the floor and, and putting the pressure on Rangers 0141 951 1025 That's the number you need To get in touch tonight And if you want to tweet us We'd love to have you there as well At Clyde SSB you don't get long to feel sorry for yourselves in this game It's back to action for Rangers tomorrow at home to Livingston So Rangers fans, what next? Where do you go from here? How much hope is there left in the title race? And would you do anything different tomorrow? Something has to change for the form to improve What would you do? Would you bring in different people? Would you play different style? Whatever it may be, give us your thoughts 0141 951 1025 At Clyde SSB on Twitter Stephen Gerrard 
Says he doesn't regret calling out his players After they fell 10 points behind He did question the mentality on Wednesday We played it last night He says if needed he would do it again I don't want to get in a situation where um, People don't believe me or it's not authentic So at the time how I felt um, I felt like we'd really let ourselves down um, And I took responsibility for the group's performance on the night so I have no regrets in terms of what I've said. Um, we've played ourselves into this position, not just on that night, you know, since we've come back. Um, and I also have to speak to uh, a fan base that's worldwide, and I think they'd want me to be honest and pointed, as you said, and, and uh, authentic in, in the way I speak. Um, so I don't want to sit here and, and change my ways. These players have had an incredible amount of praise and um, protection uh, from me since day one. That will continue. Um, but if I see things that I don't feel is right in terms of where we're at at that moment, good, bad or indifferent, I'll always speak the truth. Candid as ever, yeah, perfect assessment. He wants to be authentic, to use his word. Uh, since the return from the winter break in Dubai, uh, Stephen Gerrard has referred to Rangers as Boring him uh, Of having blinked Against hearts Big time he said uh, And he lacerated Their performance At Kilmarnock In midweek Now It's down to the players uh, You know There's no point In saying any more If you're Stephen Gerrard what, what other fresh insult Do you want to come up with It's entirely about Players now What about those Alex That say that's The wrong approach And if yeah. you're looking for A result from these the same group of players ultimately You have to adopt a more gentle approach Yeah, listen I think when I said uh, that Stephen Gerrard came in the door I thought he would raise standards Gordon I actually like the fact that he calls people out He's actually including himself and his staff mm. In this as well So it's not just a case of going The players are culpable for all this He includes himself, he signs them The pressure will come on upon him as well If the, the results continue in the manner uh, In which they are at the moment And I quite like it And, and the reason being is when you're at Rangers, if he had sugarcoated this after the game and tried to mollycuddle people going, he's not hard enough. He's, he needs to go on the back. For me, I think it's the right approach. And and he's right in what he says. Up until the, tran- uh, the, the, the transfer window opened in January 1st, he was heaping praise on his players. Overjoyed, performances, so forth. Saying how players were playing at the top form. They're now playing pretty poorly, struggling. And he has to call that out also. 01419511025 That's the number Tom in Cumbernauld Has dialed tonight How are you feeling Tom? The immediate sort of disappointment of the game Has, has passed How do you assess where Rangers are at at the moment? First of all Good evening the Gordon Good evening Hugh Good evening Alex Hi Tom, Hi, Tom. After, after the night I was bitterly disappointed and after, I don't know what's happened to Rangers After the winter break Because they were performing really well Scoring a few goals They I don't. I think Gerard's right about mentality, but my question is the, about Saturday. Do the two of you think that if you go change the formation and play with two up front, go with Cumberry and go with Morelos because they need, they need to get confidence back somehow. And I think tomorrow's going to be a really hard game, and they need to get back in track. And I think the title is gone, but he really needs to win a trophy. And if it be if it's a Scottish Cup, albeit I know it's. Disappointing if they can't win the league But the que- another question to the three of you is If they don't win the league this season they, Where do they, they I'm going to ask you two, 
if they come out on the spot, do you do you think they should get rid of Gerard? Personally, I think they should keep him because I think he's he's made great strides with them to the Europa League. And compared to the draws that I watched when Cassini was in charge and Murti was in charge, it's been a, yeah. I, I think he's very given time. Yeah, let's split that up a bit then. Let's do the immediate future, which is tomorrow, yeah. Alex. Are, are Rangers now at a stage where you have to change something? I mean, g- granted the the players by and large were the ones who got them in a good position up to December, but would, would you expect any... Drastic changes tomorrow Gordon Tom makes a good point He makes a good point I think when you look at Over the course of the time That Stephen's been there It's been a 4-3-3 He hasn't really uh, Altered from that Kind of particular uh, System I said a few weeks ago um, That Because Tavernier Wasn't playing Now Barisic is struggling Fitness wise So I was thinking to myself Where do you get the width If you're not getting it For your fullbacks It may well be in a case of The two wider guys Who Playing more As out and out wingers Gordon Getting the ball, driving at people, try to get down the line and get that natural width. But what's happening is, is the exact same thing as they're all coming in narrow. And I think this is what I think you have to give credit to opposition as well. What they've actually realised is when you defend narrow against Rangers, concede the wider areas, it becomes more and more difficult to, for them to break down. They don't have the answers and the solution post the break. You. To, to what extent, Alec, do you look at Goldson, Katic, uh, and Tavernier, whoever? And lay some blame at the door of the defence Because you've got a Hearts team Under Daniel Stendhal Who've won one league match out yeah. of ten It was against Rangers They scored two goals against Rangers You've got a Kilmarnock team Who were 13 minutes away from losing 1-0 But still managed to get two yeah. goals against Rangers Yeah, well, listen I think we're in agreement That the first goal shouldn't have stood to you So you don't say that that's a defensive error By any of that back line well, Stephen Gerrard thinks so Yeah. Well, listen Which is well, interesting Well, let me ask you a question then do you think it was a handball? No, no, he's separating that though Even even notwithstanding the fact that of, of course it was a handball Steven Gerrard still wanted his defenders to do something better So all I'm saying to you is the fact that it shouldn't have stood Doesn't necessarily clear the defence of blame the, Those are the, separate things The exact words that Steven Gerrard used after the game in his interview was I'd be clutching at straws if I mentioned handball And by the way You look at the rules it, it, Even even though Stephen Gerrard says that it, it was a handball I don't yeah. really know how you could say It wasn't But He's looking for better off his defence Still what, what did, it's, it's not as if when the defenders Are going to try and challenge the ball They say Oh well he's going to handball it So you know I, I do something yeah, differently they, they here could, They could potentially have been better communication The three of them went for the same ball But you know it, How can you take say The defensive as well as that Because They've competed with it Resulting in the player Actually handling the ball well, Like I say don't, don't take my word for no, it no, Take, no, take no, Stephen Gerrard's yeah, word for absolutely. it Absolutely For me I actually think Stephen Was trying to pass the buck On it With the emotion I actually think If it was other Managers They would have been out screaming Rather than pass the buck On his players uh, and well, What about the second goal then Because the defence yeah, Clearly yeah. didn't cover themselves In glory Absolute schoolboy uh, And it's interesting Because I was covering it Hugh I was looking at the monitor Talking about the Previous uh, Goal uh, And then all of a sudden The keeper Now See to give it context See if it's open play And you're trying to adjust To a long ball The fact of the matter is The goalkeeper's got a goal kick You adjust it You get your midfielder in front Which they didn't do at that time To compete With uh, Kabamba And they allow him to flick it on Golson's turned the wrong way as well uh-huh. And for me It was nothing short of the schoolboy It was embarrassing And to lose in the man And you're right Hugh So see to pick them up on that point It was diabolical defending And the problem you have is Gordon He's at sixes and sevens now Who is his preferred centre half Because he went from Katic to Edmondson 
And now yeah. back to Catic. So he must, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a tremendous pressure on Rangers tomorrow against Livingston. Of course there is. Remarkably though, in the last two years, Livingston have played 29 games on grass. We all know that they've got one of these horrible pitches. But they've played 29 games on grass. They've won three. So I don't think... They're entitled to look at Ibrooks tomorrow With a great degree of confidence You've obviously read the same tweet That keeps getting sent to me By someone called Greg Browning Who's, yeah. who's done the research And people are sending me it right now In the, the context So, But the, the, To Look at the other side of the coin They could be Awkward It depends on the Rangers players' mentality Because there will be an unforgiving crowd at Ibrooks tomorrow Rangers will need to hit the ground running Qu- Quite keen to get Tom's other point answered as well Just before we we have to move on Sorry, see, just before we move on See, see going back to that Livingston game If my memory serves me right I think Livingston done very well Do you Held remember? For, yeah, yeah they, were, they were doing very well And did not miss a very good chance I think so Just before half time and then Rangers scored Like I say, just in the interest of getting Tom you, Your second point Answered What about this bigger picture Hugh Tom mentions the Scottish Cup He mentions The possibility Stephen Gerrard ends up trophyless And the consequences Uh, Stephen Gerrard In the the, the clip That you played earlier Gordon spoke about The global audience That Rangers have The global audience uh, Definitely want the title Above all else Uh, If Celtic get nine in a row And I think they will uh, Then Rangers who Have been without a trophy For almost a decade now if the Scottish Cup was to be theirs, that would be at least something. The bigger picture is, if Celtic get the title, then Rangers board have a question to face. Steven Gerrard couldn't stop eight in a row, couldn't stop nine in a row. Can it be third time lucky or do you look elsewhere? Well, Steven Gerrard says there is still plenty of time for him to challenge Celtic for the title. Uh, he's looking forward to the chance to narrow the gap tomorrow for a few hours at least. I'd like to think I know them well enough as, as, as people. Um, I know they'll have very similar feelings to myself. Um, and you know, under my watch, no one will be giving anything up, conceding anything. We will continue to fight. We've played ourselves into a fantastic position in, in, in the first half of the season. Uh, but over the last three, four weeks, we've played ourselves into some complications and some issues. But I've got belief that I've got the right people with me. To, to try and improve that and, and do our best to, to get back involved in it <laughs> Good question uh, I can't predict the future so I don't know what is going to happen um, All I can do is try and prepare the boys and try and plan to win every game um, but we've got some tough games left but there's a lot of football to be played as well Dale is a Rangers fan from Wisher Dale, are you still in this title race? Um, I think it's a good question uh, I'm not sure uh, To be honest with you I like Hugh's monologue at the start And he made a lot of good points I think he's right Celtic's performances After the, the winter break Have been great There's no doubt about it Rangers' performances My team's performances Have been really poor It's the second year I know we've had that But I think I, I think we're, we're remiss Not to include a major point The refereeing decisions Which Rangers have had against them throughout the season, but particularly more recently, have been diabolical. Um, I, I'll take John Beaton, for instance. Uh, the Kilmarnock game, there was at least three or four decisions which he got fundamentally wrong or missed. That could have been three points additional Rangers would have had. If we take his game, which he took up at Pataudry, towards the end of last year, Rangers were denied a Stonewall penalty. 
when you have Andy Walker saying it's a stonewall penalty, the referee's standing right at it, and he apologises after it. That's five points alone. I could go into other games. I could even talk about some of the games Celtic have played. If we think about the game at Parkhead against Hal Mackies, and the same night that Rangers played Aberdeen at Pataudry, Celtic's second goal, there was two fouls leading up to that goal. The refereeing standard is so poor in this country. It's unbelievable. Dale, seeing Monday night, Dale, we, uh, uh, let me start by saying I actually agree with you in terms of the actual level of refereeing across the board. We done with Howler on Monday night. I gave the one that Rangers got a break with. It was Alan Muir, the handball that Connor goes, and I thought it was a stonewaller at an important time. It was 1-1. We also looked at the Aberdeen one up at Pataudry. Uh, Aberdeen on the back of five games without scoring a goal. We says that's a howler. We look at John Beaton. I've just mentioned a minute ago in terms of the handball, specifically at Kamalak the other night. Now, the actual level of refereeing, there was a there was a point, I don't know if you've seen it or you've watched it, that I think it was the Kelty jumped on the back. I mean, literally jumped on his back of Tavernier and just wrecked him back. And you think to yourself... Now that doesn't have a big bearing in terms of goals or anything But you think to yourself At what point does that not become a yellow card? So my point is The standard of refereeing across the board And it's the big decisions It's no you're moaning about a throw-in and things These are key decisions And they're not getting it right Dale, how do you feel when A lot a lot of fans like you clearly think a lot went wrong the other night How do you feel then when you hear your manager describing that as clutching at straws? I, I, I understand that I, and, and I think he's right I think he's the manager of the Rangers Football Club I think we've got a certain standard as a club that we don't that we've never wanted to lose. We've, although I've got to say we've had to come out more recently, and I think because of the media, I think the media in this country is fairly one-sided, uh, particularly the pundits. Uh, there's, there seems to be a majority who are Celtic-minded as opposed to those who are, are of a Rangers side. You're, you're, you're aware of which two pundits we've got in the studio tonight, Dale? Yeah. I no, I'm not. I'm not talking particularly about yourselves. Great. But, Again, I've got no problem with Pope, like particularly David Proven and, and others, but I think that there's a problem now where social media comes into it. But also, you, you just said earlier on, you, you, earlier on, you've just said Andy Walker, former Celtic player, said it was a stonewall penalty, and to, you, you commended him for his honesty. To be honest, though, we can't really speak on behalf of other people, and we would be here all night if we did, and we're late for the travel, but Dale does make a lot of relevant points, Hugh. So Is the it, standard of refereeing in this country. Acceptable? No it's not Will referees decide who wins the league? No they will not That will come down to Over the course of 38 games Who has performed well And included in that will be Who has got over Some poor refereeing decisions into the bargain Because we mentioned Part of your howler You know the penalty Aberdeen didn't get And Derek McInnes came out And he rhymed off Four or five didn't he? That yeah, they had Much in the same way That Dale rhymed them off yes. From Rangers now This is the title race This is Celtic And it's Rangers And this is Glasgow So that gets the attention But if you're going to put that As a major factor As to why Rangers Are not in the title race anymore no. Then do you also say Well the reason Aberdeen Are not further ahead in third Is because they've You know You, you end up you, you would be there all God, day doing God, that. God, you know, Sorry Hugh Do you know the thing that If you're affiliated with any team You have to Eliminate the referees Because for me They're going to make these mistakes It's been consistent For several years now and you have to win a game on your own merit and try and take that possibility that it's a decision that's going to cost you because... Well, it's the things that you can control, isn't without it? Without a doubt. Yeah. No, you look at Celtic. Celtic are going on and battering teams. And that's what Rangers have to do. 
to overcome it because the odd bad mistake is across the board. Dale, thank you very much for the call. That was Dale in Wishaw. It's time for us to get some travel with Stephen. We're going to hear the thoughts of Neil Lennon. He's coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. We are on the phone, 0141 951 1025. Get in touch, let us know how you see the title race at the moment And what about tomorrow, Rangers fans This is ultimately where it has to start going right So who deserves a chance? Maybe some players that you think could come in and make a difference Who would you leave out? Who has played one too many games in your opinion? Give us your thoughts Who should play tomorrow? How do you see this going over the weekend? Uh, and Celtic fans, let's hear from Neil Lennon He's brushing off suggestions of any complacency After opening up a 10 point gap He says they're looking to extend it He wants to stay fresh and hungry As they have been in recent weeks Well if, if you mean they're going to get complacent Then I doubt it very much um, they'll, they'll maybe want to try and increase it if they can I think that's the, the mode of thinking here at the minute You know, No complacency Don't take anything for granted You know let's just You know you're fresh You know you're fit you look hungry, let's stay that way. You know, they're still willing not to, you know, give anything up and take on all challenges and whatever style of player that, you know, they, they want to come up against is there to work it out. You know, we're in a good place at the minute. We're not getting carried away and um, we're just game at a time. There'll be peaks and troughs as we go along. There's more difficult games to come and then you've got the splits. So there's a lot, a lot of football still to go. Has Celtic's post-winter break form surpassed what either of you thought Without doubt Was possible Yeah They went away tentative They came back in superlative form When they lost to Rangers uh, On December 29 There was an allowable degree Of concern Now They've come back Six wins 22 goals Three lost And those who have been over this course before McGregor Forrest Brown They are Playing out of their skin And of course, the contribution of Edward, Ryan Christie, Lee Griffiths coming back the way he's come back has been uh, a major factor for Celtic as well. So, as I say, this is about Celtic earning where they are now. It's not about anyone slipping up and Celtic being there by default. It didn't surprise me in the slightest, Gordon. Um, when you look at the fixtures that they had coming back after the winter break, I thought they were very much... We often say this, you if you don't pick up points at certain grounds, you don't deserve to win a league. Mm. When you look at the fixtures that they come back with, obviously Kamarnock is a tricky place, but you know, you've got Hamilton within that, you've got Ross County, St Johnston, um, Motherwell. These are all teams that I expect Celtic with the resources and things... I always felt as if it more likely to come down to the old firm. If anything, Rangers have not responded at mm. all, and they're the ones that have Perhaps actually... I even mean the it doesn't with, surprise me I, I because mean within, within games as well, though not necessarily the points total. But look at the swing in the goal difference as well. Absolutely. It seems to be you know absolutely on top attacking form at the moment. No, no, I take your point on board in terms of does it surprise me that Celtic are steamrolling teams? No, they've got momentum. They've got great players. You know, you don't win treble trebles if you've not got good players. The fact that they've come back and put the fit to the floor And I think that's the difference Because they're actually piling on the pressure uh, For Rangers and they haven't responded Saturday will be fascinating Or Sunday I beg your pardon Because you know last week Aberdeen was a formality Now they've gone to Hamilton got goals Which were not coming their way And there'll be a different proposition But I go back to those who have been over the course Are showing the superiority that they clearly feel they have. 
Barry and Barhead is a Celtic fan. Are you the type, Barry, who is planning a title celebration already? Or are you the type that would like to wait a little bit before getting carried away? Uh, for sure, um, waiting a little bit, um, one game at a time, you know. Um, I really, it's, it's a cliche that's not used enough, but I think Celtic just have to focus one game at a time. Um, but, but my main point was um, after the old firm game, I, I'd been saying this for a while now, I'd, I'd, I'd hoped that um, Neil Lennon would have reverted to two up front. Um, now, now that he's done that, I just think obviously he's just been talking about the amount of goals. I think it's 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 something that's is, is really helped us, and I'm glad that he's recognised that and he's not stuck with you know the one up front. Um, it's also brought out the best in Olivia and Cham as well. I think it's brought out the best in the boy Taylor as well. He's he's, he's he seems to be enjoying the the, the wing back role. Um, but my, what I'm worried about is you know if if players start to get injured and like they did. We're about the middle of the season. Uh, do you think Celtic will struggle, or do you think Celtic have got enough strength and depth to keep going? You, you can't worry about players getting injured. You know they, they could run up the stairs at Lennox Town and trip. Yeah. You know you have to go. You said it yourself, Barry. Game by game, week by week, midweek by midweek, uh, and you, you can't begin to worry about what if. They certainly look like in a good position to absorb it at the moment, Alex, because they've they've had a lot of injuries. If anything, yeah. it, it's sort of clearing up. I mean, let's Barry singles out Olivier and Cham. Yeah. Let's just say he got injured. You've got a choice between Christy. Ryan Christie or Tom Rogic to yeah, come in. You know, so listen. It, but, but Barry's obviously trying to kind of hedge his bets in terms of injuries. When you look at Celtic, you just take the fullback areas as an example. They've got three of each. You know, they're, they're Overloaded in every single area And I think this is one of the big advantages That Celtic have Because they've got the biggest budget You know They can accommodate all these players you, And as you say there in Sham So you've got Christy Prior to his injury Was probably one of the best players in Scotland yep. Then you've got Tom Rogic Coming back to a decent level You've got Elianusi coming back You've got young Mikey uh, Johnson Who's a really good player In the making as well So you've got these players Plus you've got your, your mainstays So it'd have to be a kind of Remarkable amount of injuries For them not being able to cope what about the two up front as well, Alex? Because it's not as if Celtic were struggling to score goals before. I think that that's a key point as well. Yeah. You don't win all the, the trophies they've won without you know b- being able to find the back of the net. Having now changed, they do seem to be scoring more, and you can you can understand why. Sorry, if you go back a couple of weeks, all the focus is you know will Celtic sign a striker? That that was a lot of the focus, and it's almost like. To try and stay away from the cliche But I can't word it any other way Griffiths is kind of like a new signing in that regard Because let's be honest On the 29th of December When Celtic fans hit their lowest point of the season No one expected this Lee Griffiths So it's not difficult to see Why Neil Lennon's decided to, to play them both Yeah and I think partly that was to do with the fullbacks Gordon in terms of the personnel There was Bolingoli was injured You know, uh, you look over the other side Frimpong uh, El Hamed was injured as well But the actual shape is actually looks as if it's complementing their front guys because they're getting their width from the wider guys, they're getting overloads in the middle. And the actual partnership, I don't think Neil Lennon could have envisaged the actual kind of uh, ups, upside it all because the two of them have really hit off a brilliant, you know, kind of partnership. And when you look at the goals, I don't see that kind of three, five, two uh, kind of formation changing anytime soon. And the irony being that 
Celtic score five Midweek against Hearts And neither Edward nor Griffith score It's down to Simonovic, Julian, McGregor And Shaman Christie How do you feel about this As a long term critic Of Celtic's uh, Efficiency from set pieces? Yeah Particularly corner kicks Yeah I've always <laughs> said that They should Forget about taking corner kicks uh, I know As in days gone by They've improved They've improved I have to eat my words uh, But that's what Julian should be doing for a man of his height And what Simonovic should be doing for a man of his height Is it uh, wrong that I think about you late on a Wednesday night When I see the goals going in Is that worrying? Nah Because that's what happened When I saw them score from a corner I thought I'll be mentioning this on Friday That's what everyone thinks You know, <laughs> I've got them I've got them on this one now um, Barry Aberdeen on Sunday away Have you got certain fixtures in mind If you think okay If we overcome this and this Or if we're in X position By the time the old firm What will it take for you to To, to accept that the race is done um, Till it's mathematically impossible Okay You know I've been over the Helicopter Sunday still In my heart In my head You know it's You know you just You just want You want it to be over the line As, as quickly as possible but um, not until it's mathematically clear. Mm. Yeah, I'm not taking nothing for granted. There, there's okay. no doubt they're firm favourites, Celtic, you know, as yeah. it currently stands at the moment. And you, when you look at the way that both teams are playing, there'd have to be a real upturn Swing. in Rangers' form. And you don't like to talk about helicopter Sunday much anyway, no, so it's, it's fine. We can just move on. <laughs> Here's a big story. Yeah. And I, and I mean that. It takes a lot for me to want to get away from Scottish football because it's clearly where it's all happening. Man City have been banned from the Champions League for two seasons and fined 30 million euros by UEFA for breach of financial fair play, I think. Um, I've just sort of Oof. saw the, the headline. It is the most that is incredible. It, banned from UEFA competitions for two years. It is Man City. The most swinging punishment I can ever recall Remember? in the game of football. Never mind Scotland or England. In the world I can never remember A punishment of this Severity And the financial burden It places Or even When uh, uh, Sheikh Mansour Runs the club 30 million Euros And the money That you lose By not playing in Europe For two years Is astronomical Anyway enough about that Back to the big league Let's speak to James <laughs> In Clydebank Hi James Alright Gordon Alex James. Yeah, How are you doing? Hi James good Right, uh, Gordon, you'll remember me, uh, just as a wee footnote before I got to my main point, you'll remember me for like, making the point about Edward and Morelis. Yes. Talking about I when they, uh, they were debating about who's better. I just, uh, I don't know, I actually, I actually done a wee bit of research, just a uh, curiosity, and the, the stats that I was looking at, just to basically back up my argument on that was, I've seen Edward scored 20 league goals this season, I think, and he's got seven assists. Ryan Christie scored 11 league goals, and he's got nine assists. Alfredo Morelos has scored 12 league goals and got one assist. So, mm. Ryan Christie's responsible for 20 goals personally, and Edward's responsible for 27 goals yeah, personally. James, you are not wrong, and I think Morelos has got more if you take all competitions than the other two. I just, it's one of those, we'll, we'll, never, we'll never get to the end of that debate, and we could do it every night, James. So, let's crack on a bit with the, the here and now, if you don't mind. I know it was just uh, it's just because it's a point it's a valid point yes, but not the, Euro, the European aspect as well he's got 14 goals but he's actually officially only be credited with 6 in Europe because the goals in the qualifiers don't really count that, that's including the Champions League well, as well so I'll hold it on record 4 goals they're not really actually officially recognised as Europa League goals well they are the if you remember League. UEFA anyway th th this is the point 
James Because now you've got me Sort of coming back As if I think this is a big deal I, I don't really But just since you mentioned it It was UEFA who put that article out Saying That he's the, the Whatever it was The first player to Reach X amount by Christmas He's the top scorer In the group stages I don't really see the relevance Tonight James Let's We can do this another time My main point is It was just I want to ask you James, a question Several years ago When Ronnie Delia Was a manager of Celtic Medalist for the first day His management He said He put out a big question He said is the job too big for him? I like to ask him the same question about Stephen Gerrard here. Is the Rangers job too big for Stephen Gerrard? You're perfectly entitled to ask the question. Uh, Stephen Gerrard is going to have to come up with a trophy. Um, if he has two barren years, you have to bear in mind that Stephen Gerrard, in those two years, was up against a Celtic side who were carrying all before them, who uh, had won a treble followed by a double treble for the first time ever followed by a triple treble for the first time ever obviously uh, when Ronnie Dyla was Celtic manager he had a, a league in which big clubs were not in it uh, and I, that's why I believe I think Celtic gave him the job he was a relatively unknown Norwegian And he uh, Got the job I think Because it was Easier for Celtic then But To go back to your point About Steven Gerrard If he fails to win a trophy And that's two seasons in a row Then Perhaps His employers Won't look at How Celtic were At that particular time They will be too concerned with Can they stop Celtic Getting 10 in a row And the making of history James, so let's say Celtic do go on and win the title As many expect them to do What what makes you inclined to think that that is as a result of the job being too big for Steven Gerrard And not, for instance, Celtic just having a better team? Of course, I, I, I hear that Except we've got a better team That's, what, that's my views on it anyway So I know we've got And we've, we've had years of building up and all that We've got unbelievable talent in the squad Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not denying any of that But the fact is Stephen Gerrard's had plenty of money to spend and he's, he's, he's sent nearly 40 players. So this isn't just his first season. This is his second season. He had the chance to sort it out in the first season. This is the time where he's just seen it. I would be showed it in the first part of the season. But just a, a wee point as we were talking about earlier on about the asking of, about injuries and that. Celtic have already proved this season they can Merlin cope with all the injuries because like I said the other night we've had injuries for Merlin Merlin's need at Ibrox no longer after Ibrox we got El Hamid who was a superb signing and then we started getting other players all injured so hmm. we've Merlin, Merlin proved to be, to be fair it was one of your fellow Celtic supporters who raised injury yeah. we, did, no, we didn't raise the matter to, to be fair to James though is he onto something when it comes to because when you start losing games Alex that's when everything else gets brought into sharp focus and James mentioned you know Stephen Gerrard has been backed he, yeah. he said as much on television the other night so he doesn't doubt it both in the money and the number of players that he's brought in yeah. are there too many of those players that, that aren't contributing in the way that they should be? Listen Gordon I think you're looking in the last four weeks if you'd have said prior to that you'd have, if you'd have said four or five weeks ago uh, you'd have been going yeah. they're all doing very well however the, the course of the last four weeks is actually raising a lot of question marks on where the Rangers players are where the Rangers management team is now that question that, that James actually Puts out there is quite valid But for me it will depend on Where they are from now to the summer Because if they continue on this form For the course of a whole season That will be alarming uh, Then you have to factor in Is there any progress in terms of points For last year Because let's put It's just a hypothetical If Rangers surpassed Celtic's points tally last year But Celtic then go on and uh, Add another 12 or 14 to what they had last year 
do you still look at that as some sort of success from Rangers? Well, not success, but no, progress. But, but you, but you know, sorry, that's not yeah. the wrong word. Progress would be the word you're looking at because you're saying, okay, we put another 10 or 12% on top of the points for last year. However, Celtic have only put another 14. So how do you, you know, you've got to put it in context as well. And it will be, can he take this uh, forward going into next year? James and Clyde Bank, thank you very much for the call. It's time for the travel with Alison. That means it's the perfect time for you to get in touch and we could be speaking to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Duke Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Just a reminder of that big non Scottish football story if you've missed it. Man City have been banned from European competition for the next two seasons. And a €30 million euro fine as well So quite a big story Sending shockwaves across Europe at the moment But here, let's focus on our own drama Paul is a Rangers fan from Dumbarton Hi Paul Hello, how you doing panel? Good Paul Good evening hey, Thanks very much for taking my call That's a problem um, Obviously Wednesday night was a, was a massive turning point for us um, You can imagine uh, a lot of Rangers fans Including myself, very very disappointed I just wanted to give my thoughts though On why I think we find ourselves struggling at the moment um, if you don't mind just a couple of minor points I'll quickly go through I do feel there is a motivational issue Around the players at the moment And perhaps obviously something Maybe has happened during the winter break But we can only guess about that um, And I don't think in any way, shape or form That's the biggest problem we have at the moment um, Maybe a couple of things in the press recently as well that, uh, Stevie, uh, the manager um, Obviously criticising players And I agree that we, we should be protecting players When we're going through a sticky patch at the moment Maybe no crit- criticising people individually uh, In front of the media Keeping it behind closed doors a bit um, In the dressing room You know, creating a bit of siege mentality if you like But I'm certainly still behind the manager And the team in general I've got every trust and belief in them to turn this round I believe they're fighting for the jersey And I think they will be struggling And feeling very disappointed um, At the moment um, I think we've also gambled A wee bit too much in a tactical A sort of kind of a Plan A kind of game we, we clearly don't have a plan B or C at the moment in games That's very, very frustrating to watch I can't put my finger on why that seems to be the case But we can never seem to come at Seems to a different angle But very quickly On to my main point This comes down to the fact That we still don't have the depth of squad That Celtic have Or the depth and quality um, And that's always going to bring a risk A risk dropping performance Happening uh, During the course of a season And this can quite quickly Turn into unease and nervousness Around the club and in the dressing room And it takes a special kind of player To be able to perform When that begins to happen We just don't unfortunately Have that luxury at this point in time And it pains me to say that I mean if you do quickly Just have a look At the situation that we're in You look at the injuries uh, Jack is back from injury Tav still recovering After his operation Barracks is injured Davis out Fatigued um, We're missing the quality Of these players Before injured Morelos looks a bit Out of sorts And it comes down to money um, The depth of the squad Money to me This doesn't buy you quality But it buys you the quality That has consistency Over a season You're buying consistency I mean, you're shopping higher up in the transfer market, you're getting that. I mean, any player can perform, if you ask me, in one game or a few games to a high level or for bits of a season. The real quality is when you can get a, a player or a team to perform at a high level in more games over the course of a season. Um, I know we're progressing, but I feel that with the budget that we're still playing about with, um, that for our squad, we've always got a risk of this dropping performance happening. I mean, I just done a wee bit of research and looked at the figures. Celtic squad valuation, 100 million. We're sitting at 56 million. And Aberdeen in third place, 12.5 million. 
they're 19 points below us in third place at the moment. So, to me, it's, it's doing it to the figures. Man City, Liverpool, a billion. Right? Norwich bought me the Premier League, 130 million. So between us and Celtic, you're talking 34 million of a difference in squad valuations. And uh, to me, we just don't have the luxury um, of, of being able to take players um, dropping in form or having injuries. But to everybody that's criticising all the players and wanting this guy drop and that guy drop, go back six weeks, right? Look at the squad that beat Celtic 2-1 at Parkhead. Kent and Katic scored that day. It was the same manager, the same group of players. Right? Celtic have lost, obviously, against Livingston back in October 2-0. Through against Tibbs There's a lot of variables For me to take into consideration so what, 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 what do you do then Paul Sorry Hugh what, what do you do then Paul Because I don't think you're wrong at all I think you're, you're clearly right Celtic have more money They are coming at this From a position of strength Rangers are playing a, a catch up So you're absolutely right but, but what do you do Do you just settle for second best Until such times As you earn as much money as Celtic Which goodness knows When, when that would be What do you do about it it's a very, very good question. And to me, unfortunately, I think the reality, the grim reality for us, and, and a lot of people might be angry or disagree with me, is that we need our top 11 players within that team to be fit, injury-free, and consistently performing over the course of nearly a whole season. And we also need a bit of lady luck. And that leads me on. I think Wednesday night, that was one of the games that even with the injuries that we had, players returning for injury, the dropping for them, we still came away with a victory on Wednesday night. And I do feel that, if you want to use the term, Lady Lock wasn't with us. I don't feel their first goal should have stood. It was a handball for me. And how Morelos's goal wasn't allowed, I still I cannot believe it every time I think of it. Right, Paul, sorry Paul The reason, the reason I'm just going to button Paul Is because we're really really close to the news But you make a lot of good points And I know you'll want the guys really to answer them So if you want to take it away Hugh um, First of all with regard to uh, The money that Celtic have and Rangers don't have um, Celtic have a successful business model Off the park and have done for over 20 years And uh, Rangers Did not look after their own affairs properly With regard to uh, the, the quality and depth that Celtic have Um I'm not sure that Paul would have come on and made the same remarks on the night of December 29. It is whatever has happened between the night of December 29 and the evening of February 14 that is the concern. Rangers have come back and dropped points in the unlikeliest places and Celtic have dropped nothing. Yeah, listen, it's an interesting one because we were talking about it in the last break before this guy <laughs> actually came on Paul, things, and, and, and I was saying, listen, it's extremely difficult. I think uh, lack of forms obviously cost Rangers. Obviously, the injuries. Now we we had it earlier on the season with Celtic fans on saying, you know, obviously there's a few injuries impacted depending on the uh, the results were coming through. I think one of the key things that Paul's also missed there in terms of, for me, Celtic can go and get. Fraser Foster, £10 million goalkeeper. They can go and get Elanusi, £16 million player. I'm not sure when you look at Rangers, can they go and attract the same type of loan player in terms of would, value? Would Defoe not fall into that bracket? And I know he doesn't have that value, but that's surely just because of his age, is it not? Well, I think if you look back, I think 2015 Defoe left uh, Sunderland for a free. You know, So we're talking about four or five years ago that he actually left. I'm not sure the, the platform, because don't forget Rangers... We're not in Champions League qualifiers, not that at that time as well. That may well be an added bonus that Celtic have to attract players. 
But I just feel as hurt And then I always go back to the old one Celtic managed to bring kids through as well Whereas I don't see that at Rangers For, for numerous years as well That's another factor You look at the impact that Mikey Johnson's had Throughout the course of this season You know, albeit it's just that one player And then really one of their main men is Callum McGregor Well, you've also got James, uh, James Forrest yeah. so, so you've obviously got a couple of guys That are actually making an impact From the academy uh, Again, you know It's something that Rangers are lacking But Going back to Pulse How do you change that? You have to get a wee bit of luck In terms of Rangers Having their key players Because they didn't They were very fortunate In the first part of the season There wasn't many key players out You've seen the the upshot of that But again mm. that goes back to recruitment And can the players step in And they haven't quite done that Paul loads of interesting points raised Just sorry that we can't do it a bit longer Because we're already late for the news But do give us a call back sometime And uh, we'll deal with as many of them as we can Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football But you've got a couple of minutes less than usual Because we genuinely are very late for the news But if you want to play Beat the Pundit tonight 0141 951 1025 Take on Hugh or Alex Win yourself a signed ball It's as simple as that Phone us before 7 o'clock please Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans is here Alex Ray is alongside him Looking back on a big night on Wednesday But of course Whilst previewing Saturday as well There's a chance for Rangers to try and get their season back on track Try and find an upturn in form So what does that look like? Rangers fans Who should play tomorrow? Let's get specific about tomorrow Is there anyone you think should come into the team? What in particular has been going wrong? How would you fix it tomorrow? And we're going to hear from Celtic's Greg Taylor after we do this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Did you hear the big news? The big Beat the Pundit related news? absolutely. We've lost this week here. The listeners have won the week for the first time since September. Power so, to the people Was it even Was it September last year Or the year before It was September last, not, not as far back as I thought But Even still Since The first time since September The listeners have won the week Name so, the guilty men who lost Did you lose on Monday? <laughs> Correct <laughs> You lost on Monday um, Matt Wilson last Mark night Mark Wilson lost last night To be fair He's done well didn't he He got two, he got two and right And Gordon lost on Tuesday So the listeners have won The pressure is off Gordon and Cumbernauld You're just on to rub their noses in it Is that okay? Yep, I'll be playing, yep Good man, I'm going to toss the coin and see who you're up against, Gordon If it's heads, it will be Hugh Keevans, who, like I say, lost on Monday And if it's tails, it will be Alex Ray Let's see what we've got And it is tails, Alex Ray against Gordon from Cumbernauld So let's give Alex Ray some Clyde 2 to listen to And it's just you and I now, Gordon, you have 30 seconds You're going head-to-head with Alex, you can pass That's the secret, if you don't know it, pass and move on quickly to the next one, okay? Good man, your time starts now Which Scottish team played at Love Street? Which two teams face each other tonight in the Scottish Championship? Allowand and DNA Motherwell's highest fee paid for a player was 500000 for John Spencer from which club? Chelsea Which Scottish women's team does Joe Love play for? Glasgow City What year did Moussa Dembele join Celtic? 2015. What national side does Hearts Liam Boyce play for? Northern Ireland. During which decade did Dundee last win the Scottish top flight? 1970. Okay, let's bring Alex back. Alex, have you got us? Yes. Loud yes, and yes. clear? Yes. Are you ready? Yep. Let's do it. Which Scottish team played at Love Street? St. Mirren. 
Which two teams face each other tonight in the Scottish Championship? Uh, Dundee United, Alloa. Motherwell's highest fee paid for a player was 500,000 for John Spencer from which club? Chelsea. Which Scottish women's team does Joe Love play for? Hibs. What year did Moussa Dembele join Celtic? 2017. What national side does Hartley and Boyce play for? Northern Ireland. And during which decade did Dundee last win the Scottish top flight? The 80s. Gordon, what's your verdict? Alec never does very well against Partick Thistle <laughs> Gordon's a Partick Thistle fan oh, well. Were you one of the ones that he gave the cut behind the ears Gordon and got sent off? I'm sure I've waved at him a few times yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He remembers it fondly He doesn't bring it up but just once once a fortnight I was there a couple of weeks ago for the air game I was, uh, I was shooting his own a couple of weeks ago a couple of Fridays ago getting hospitality <laughs> Yeah. He's welcomed back somehow Gordon Let's go through them and find out Which Scottish team played at Love Street St Mirren You both knew that So it's one all Which two teams face each other tonight In the Championship Alloa Dundee United You both got that Two all Motherwell's highest fee paid for Was John Spencer 500,000 from Everton oh, I'd never go that. We'll come back to the next one In what year did Moussa Dembele join Celtic It was 16 One of you went 2015 One went 2017 You were either side of it Post. What national side does Liam Boyce play for? You both got it, Northern Ireland, so we're level. During which decade did Dundee win the Scottish top flight, Hugh? 60s. It was the 60s. None of you got it. So all comes down to question four. Which Scottish women's team does Joe Love play for? Alex went for Hibs, Gordon went for Glasgow City, and Gordon is the winner. It is Glasgow City. Gordon, Gordon, you've well done, Gordon. Not only have the listeners won this week, they have absolutely battered the pundits this week. Well done, Gordon. Thank you. Cheers. Gordon, you've got more points than this will have. Just about. I'll kill for a win tonight. Absolutely. Good man. That was Gordon in Cumbernauld. What a week it's been for the listeners. So, what was that? 4 1? 4 1 to the listeners this week. You'll need to. Producer Andy's budget for the sign balls is gone. Out the window. I'll have to get the finger out next week. Alex joins me on the naughty step. I've actually done okay. Listen, what are you talking about? Love Street there. Oh, yeah. Question one Love Street. Terrific call I got today Alex I have to tell you about this 20 years ago yep. Season 1999-2000 St Mirren won promotion from the first division I was there covering the game That won them promotion For Super Scoreboard 15 minutes after the crowd had gone A man walked onto the pitch With the trophy He stood in the centre circle And he held it up to heaven And he held it there for some time and I said at the time on the programme, I'm witnessing something here that would touch your heart. Obviously, this means an awful lot to this man's relative or friend. 20 years later, I got a call this afternoon from the man who said he'd always wanted to say to me how much the comments made on Super Scoreboard had meant to his mother. And the story was picked up on by one of our top pundits, and he, in a newspaper article, explained that the man at that time was working for St Mirren. His father had died shortly before. And 20 years later, he just wanted to say thank Thanks. you. So you've never spoken to him since then? I, I spoke today. I didn't speak to him that day. I just happened to be at the back of the stand doing Super Scoreboard. He was in the centre circle with the trophy, showing it to his dad in heaven. Brilliant. Absolutely love that. 20 years later. So today, just before we came on yeah. air, I did hear you on the phone in there. Yeah. Wow, there we go. Some good can come of this show after all, Hugh Keevans, eh? Uh, it shows the the 
the, yeah, people the remember. grit that yeah, people absolutely. have. Um, Matt Carey's name was, I hope he doesn't mention, mind me mentioning that. Uh, his mum has now passed away as well, uh, but it meant so much to her for 20 years. Brilliant. There we go. Hopefully it was an enjoyable phone call you had this afternoon. Matt, if you're listening, 01419511025 on the phones, at Clyde SSP on Twitter. We are five minutes in between Aloha and Dundee United. And it is goalless So we'll keep you up to speed on anything that may happen In the opening stages of that one Don't forget Dundee United very much on the title charge But they came unstuck at Aloha earlier on in the season So it's not beyond the realms of possibility that that happens this evening So we'll watch that one with interest Let's hear a bit from Celtic's Greg Taylor Shall we? He's been speaking to the media today He's hoping to pin down a regular spot in the team After his run of games and performances He's now started four of the last fives and he's quite enjoying the freedom of that wing-back role. No, I'm enjoying it. I'm uh, playing well and uh, the team are playing well, so I can't complain. We're scoring a lot of goals for them and keeping clean sheets, so doing what is asked of us, and uh, that's all we want to continue to do. Personally, again, want to create as many goals as I can, and but it's important to also arm a defender and keep clean sheets. Like, especially as a wing-back, we didn't ever really play in the 3-5-2 at command, so no, there is a wee bit more onus on the attack and play there, and it's my longest run in the team, so... Um, I'm growing in confidence for every game and uh, long may it continue again. I want to become a regular at Celtic, that was always my aim. I said this since I came in the door. I understand that a massive club like this, there is competition for places, but I've got full belief in myself that I can become a regular and that's what I aim to do over the next few months. Let's speak to Gordon, who is a Celtic fan from Kilmacomb. Hi, Gordon. Good evening. Good evening, panel. How are you? Hi, Gordon. Good, thank you. How are you? I'm not okay. I'm okay. Good man. I was. I. I, I feel kind of bad because every time I. Every time I come on, bad person with Alex Ray. <laughs> he just kind of winds me up a wee bit. Uh, it was. Uh, Glad you're listening, Alex. Bad. point. No, it was just the fact that you know we were talking about um, about Celtic. You know that Rangers have got the most Celtic got, and they're bringing on like Fraser Foster. You know, who's here ten and twenty six. Nothing's changed since the start of the season. And it was the exact same at Christmas as well when, when, when they beat us uh, and that family beat us, you know what I mean? So we beat them at the start of the season, they beat us. But nothing's really changed and I, and I just think there's been a big hype um, from... No, and I'm not just saying that because now we're 10 points, but we're still ahead when we get beat by them as well, you know? But I just think that the, the, the reality's kicking in now that, and Celtic have got better players. They have got more money um, and... And it's going to show in the depth of the squad that, yeah, at the start, Rangers up. We were still ahead at the end of the day, the game in hand. But I'm not saying cream goes to the top, but that's, that's generally what happens. You know what I mean? I think when we played at Parkhead, we didn't have a striker. We didn't have a striker that played. I'm not making excuses for I'm not making excuses for, it, for it, Parkhead. Did Edward not play? Uh, I think it, Edward, Edward played, played that, that day, Gordon. Gordon. I, but I don't think he, he didn't start, did he? Uh, yeah, you're thinking of the cup final. Oh, they come on, cup really, final. But it wasn't. Fa- it was something like that, anyway. So, well, but at I'm, least he was there. You're right. You're right. Yes. But what I'm just saying is, it's nothing really changed since then. And you're right. I don't know what's happened since Christmas to, to now for, for Rangers. But God, did you, um, you're actually agreeing with me because when I was talking about Elanusi and then the, the strength and depth, you've actually just said that more money. They are they are the facts. And uh, for me, it allows you. What I'm saying is, I, I definitely agree with you. But what what I'm saying is. The, the partners never else was saying that there's a title challenge on now. It's yeah. never really changed. I don't think there was a title challenge on. I just think they were quite close to them. Um, you know what I mean? And, and now they're getting... No, they're just... They're, they're, nothing's changed. 
It's fun, thank you, Sam. But the fun as I've been on, this guy is signed for, for Rangers that scored the goal and he's, what's his name, that scored on his debut. And the next day, they're talking the papers, this guy, yeah, this but, is a £100 million pound player. But, but, but Gordon, Gordon, who's, who actually, Gordon, who's actually saying it's a £100 million? Yeah, that's pound just a quote from someone. It's not that's some guy who, uh, I think it was a foreigner, who says in, in due course, further down the line, he will cost this, and the papers pick up on it. I don't think anybody in here in their right mind would have actually says he was going to be a £100 million pound player. What about the general point? Because yet again, I feel like we're giving away up something we also then spoke about at, at, the la- at the last break after we had a, a similar discussion. Alex, four weeks on or, or whatever it is, and Gordon's right, nothing, nothing's changed in terms of personnel. There was no significant yep. business done. What can you conclude from that then? Can we, can, can we conclude that some of the players who were built up by... By people, by pundits, by Rangers fans, by Steven Gerrard, whatever, in the first yeah. half of the season. Was some of that over the top or are they just having a dip? What's the well, what's the th- answer? Listen, I think, uh, well, he says nothing's changed. But what I do know was for the first couple of games, uh, Morelos was suspended for his first three games uh, directly after the window. So that changed for starters uh, from that aspect. Tavernier come back, he was injured. That changed. A big bo- uh, miss. You look at Barisic, the last is it the last mm. games? So yeah. there's been but, one but even, even at that though, I mean there was a lot of hype around players like Ryan Kent with the big price fee, uh, big price tag, sorry, Glenn Kamara, you know, Joe Rebo. And I'm not saying those guys it's their fault f- for this this slump in form, but what's you know What's changed? Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what's changed. The form's changed. You can clearly look at them yeah. collectively and individually, the form's changed. That's what's changed because you're looking at players who are playing at a very good level now. Uh, even we obviously going into the the European ties in the next couple of weeks, when Rangers were going into European games, and I mean away from home as well, you were feeling confident, Hugh, yeah. that they would get something from it. Uh, even at home, you think they they haven't lost in what twelve or thirteen under Gerard at home. I'm not sure you could actually label that at the now because of the lack of form collectively. No, you couldn't even say there was anybody with Rangers are actually playing at the level before that window. So collectively, plus the players that are coming in are not having the impact because. When they were coming in previously, you were you were uh, they were getting the results, so you're not scrutinising the guys as much as you are now. Are they making that same impact? And it's purely to do with the actual lack of form throughout the whole club. Yeah, Gordon, what are you feeling in terms of the, you know the overall picture going to Aberdeen? Is is this already over in your mind? I think you said something about you never believed there really was a a title. What a title race? What more does Celtic need to overcome? I just I just think it's all a big hype. And it's just proven to be a big hype, uh, and it was it was selling papers, it was selling whatever you want to call it, uh, and the season's not finished at Christmas, doesn't it finish at Christmas? Uh, I, I'm I'm more confident than I was yesterday or the day before or last week and whatever, but I just think if 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 you're a real football guy, a pub, whatever you want to look at it, apart from them 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 putting up a wee bit of a chase, it's like anybody, it's like. No, and I, I just think it's, it's Gerard's uh, maybe maybe his uh, obviously experience is his first job. I, I just think that Celtic's not won eight trophies for nothing. It's not just because you no, know I mean it, it's, it takes a lot to go over the line. Alex, I'll tell you that it takes a lot. The to, one, the one ten. The cup, cup, cup games are what thirty four, thirty five. I've never lost. I've never lost to win every single cup game for the last three, four, five years. That's that's an amazing. Mm. So it doesn't happen by chance. So so if somebody try and come up and surpass that, or say they're going to be better on it. I just think it, uh, and it's not. And I'm not supposed to just to say it's. <laughs> and that's why I say Celtic are where they are because of merit. They are not there by default because Rangers lost at Kilmarnock, Rangers lost at Tynecastle. Celtic have looked after their business properly. They have come back from the winter break, played six league games, 
and won the lot and scored 22 goals and lost three. Something has come over Rangers. It's Stephen Gerrard's job to find out what that is. But they left on December 29 in a very favourable position and on February 14 they are now in an unfavourable position. Gordon, thank you very much. Let's move quickly on to Kenneth and Kilmarnock. What's on your mind tonight, Kenneth? Hi there, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Um, first of all, I'd just like to thank you for letting me on. I've been oh. a Kilmarnock supporter, I didn't think I'd actually got on. Well, we had one last night as well, Kenneth, so there we um, go. What it was, I don't, to, I don't want to fall out with uh, Alec Ray or get catty, but I just want to know if he actually knows the laws of the game. In terms of what? Well, he was talking about the Kilmarnock Rangers game and he was saying about Greg Kilty was actually Rory McKenzie that Oh right, okay, so, I got a name wrong, but in terms of the laws of the game, do you think it was a handball, Kenneth? Uh, I've watched it several times and I don't think it was pitch as conclusive. <laughs> in what way, Kenneth? I just couldn't see the ball changing flight, but that's not what I was talking about. It doesn't what, have what to about. change flight, remember. No, I know that, so can we guarantee that hit his hands and I don't think we can hundred percent guarantee it hit his arm. So that was that one. The one you said about um jumping on, why is that a yellow card? Because it's a clear infringement of dragging someone back where you have no intention of playing with the ball. See, in By the way, if that was any other game, uh, Kenneth, if that was any other game, I actually seen it a week before as well with Bobby Madden when uh, I think it was Louis Stevenson jumped on Morelos. I played the game for donkey's years. Uh, that is 100% a yellow card. See, way you see look in at fairness, it. just because we could do this all night, can we limit it to big decisions, match changing decisions? I know that, you know, because that one comes under sort of mild frustration, doesn't it? But in terms of goals, penalties, red cards, these are the ones that. speaking, I would like to see it as a yellow card because he's not intent playing the ball. But it doesn't um, infringe or it doesn't um, prevent a promising attack. And that's what the laws of, of the game state. No, of course it does. Because that's what the laws of the game state. Law 15. <laughs> Do you know the funny thing here, Kenneth? You've had a terrific result and you could see Alex Dyer, what it meant to him on the touchline. And yet, the point is about carping and not paying attention to Eamon Brophy and that laser-like strike for the winning goal or Stephen O'Donnell for the quality of his finish. You know, if we don't praise Kilmarnock, we get it in the neck. Your very first comment was Being a Kilmarnock fan I didn't think I'd get on here Why? Why wouldn't you get on here? So it's predominantly Celtic and Rangers Yeah they're the bigger clubs And they have more fans than anyone else But There's no impediment to you Or anyone else getting on here And my point to you Would be Try and give your own team praise Because if we don't praise them You'd be jumping down our neck And we're trying to praise With Donald and Brophy here And a team who did not give up 1-0 down and Rangers unlucky not to be even further in front, but did not give up and scored two goals. Hugh, in the just last out curiosity, minutes. did you think it was a handball? Uh, I go back to my learned friend Stephen Gerrard, the Rangers manager, who said it'd be clutching at straws because he had defenders who should have. Yeah, but that's cut a different that point, out. Hugh. That's a different point. Whether these defenders I'm, should I'm be not, I'm not convinced that it had anything to do with anything. Kenneth, let's go. I just, I just want to say, I say, I think you should apologise to John Beaton. Your comment, Alec, was, I don't know what's going through his head. What was going through his head was the laws of the game. And the laws of the game say that's not a yellow card. Uh, well, do you know the laws about the silhouette? Kenneth? He's not talking about handball. We're talking about this other one. But honestly, see, for now, arguing about yellow cards in the middle of the park, we, yeah. will, we will never, ever, we'll never get over it. 
It was just outside the Rangers penalty area. Oh, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm talking, Kenneth, I'm talking about incidents that don't... And by the way, I blame Alex as much for this because he brought it up. This is not this is not blame at you, but we've got enough on our plate with when? handballs and goals and, and red cards and things that properly have a, a direct impact, impact on yeah. games. When Kilmarnock went seven games in a row and lost every one, uh, Kenneth would have been up in arms. So if they then uh, have a, a big result against Rangers... Any chance of praising them? Ah, the Kenneth. Results, the results fantastic. You can the phone about, absolutely don't, fantastic. You don't have to listen to him, Kenneth. You can phone about whatever you want. I just think you should show, <laughs> throw in a word of praise for your own team. Oh, go on then. Keep an old man happy, Kenneth, on Valentine's Day. Praise your team and we'll cheer him up. <laughs> the results fantastic. Growth is superb. Great goal for Donald. What else can I say? Brilliant. We're all pals. That was Kenneth and Kilmarnock. Thank you very much to Kenneth. You two better team up because we've got a full time teaser Brilliant. for you next. Uh. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's time for tonight's full time teaser. Now, the response on Twitter to these teasers in the last two nights has been phenomenal. So many people have been sending their correct answers in. So let's see how you two fare tonight. And by the way, we're always on the lookout for questions. We really need as many questions as possible. It's a long old season. And the aim of the game on the full-time teaser is that you provide the questions. So if you want to hear yours used at some point in the future, the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com. Tonight's was sent in by Murray Fraser, so we thank Murray in advance. And he says, can you name the last 12 Scots to appear in a European Cup slash Champions League final? Can you name the last 12 Scots to appear in a European Cup <laughs> Slash Champions League Lambert. final. Who wants to get us off Andy and Robertson. Andy Robertson. Paul, Paul Lambert. Lambert. Paul Lambert. Um, You're doing them in reverse order as well so far. Um, Very impressive. Oh, right, okay. Um, right. So Paul takes us back to the 1990s then. Paul Lambert. It's just the last 12 Scots to appear in a European Cup slash Champions League final. Yes. Just the three. Hansen. Not bad. Okay, we'll leave it there because that's I've a good got one start. There. Stevie Nichol. Yes, that's an excellent start We're looking for the last 12 Scots To appear in a European Cup Slash Champions League final You've got Dalglish, Nicol, Hansen, Lambert, Robertson Five down, seven to go Plenty of time to get it right Okay, let's take a quick look at some of tomorrow's other fixtures Motherwell against St Mirren Big one for us It's a mini slump all of a sudden for Motherwell Hugh yeah. And I say that tongue in cheek Purely because they've set the bar so high It's the longest winless run of the season um, and they'll be looking to, to try and put that right And try and reclaim third place tomorrow After missing a huge chance to do it during the week Stephen Robinson's been very honest about it When they lost to Livingston He just panned them uh, Not in a malicious way But just pointed out that they Could not have Hit a barn door uh, And they've, As you say, mini slump uh, But St Mirren Likewise uh, Could really be doing with the point So uh, That Will have uh, A lot of meat on the bones tomorrow Well he's trying to ignore the doubters As he looks to reclaim that third spot St Mirren tomorrow After three straight league defeats The manager says he has some Striking Dilemmas ahead of the game The negative ones are always heard more They seem to have the louder voices Um I don't pay too much attention to them I don't read it I'm not on any of that stuff But unfortunately players do But we've, we've said to them Remember what we have you know, Remember how good a side we are 
You know, we're, we're not doing a whole lot wrong. We're being punished for little things at the moment and we're not going to rip up the script. You know, we're not ripping up the script. We're not ripping up what we've done. We're a very good side and we'll, we'll continue to prove that and we'll, we'll come back out the other side of them. Chris Long won't be available. Probably be out for a couple of weeks. Um, unfortunately, Mikel and Jolie, who we thought might get a little run on the side now, he's injured as well. He got injured yesterday in training. Uh, we have to make a decision whether Tony Watt's ready to start the game. I, I don't feel he quite is, but needs must and, and we've got young Ross McIver as well who certainly didn't let us down against Hibs and, and for me can get better and better Not ideal timing Alex yeah. um, you moved James Scott on of course because it seems like the right thing to do a lot of money and then a couple of little other you know injuries or, or suspensions flag up and all of a sudden you're a bit short up top Yeah they didn't have a lot of time to get people in as well Gordon due to the fact it was so late in the window but um, I mean, he's doing a remarkable job you know the f- joint top uh, third and fourth so if you said that at the start of the season On the back of the job that he did last year Would he be there The brand of football they're playing And they've got a couple of games which In which they'll think They've got a wee opportunity They've obviously got St Mirren uh, uh, Hamilton coming up as well Ross County They're all winnable games To try and kick on uh, And from a St Mirren perspective Let's hear from Jim Goodwin as well um, Obviously goes without saying you know, Equally as, as big a game Because they've both got both at different aims Mother looking to reclaim Third St Mirren More about trying to Claim themselves Towards safety Yeah well yeah, I don't like the fact Am I right in thinking That they've also got A cup replay Yes week? they have as well Yeah against yep. each other yeah. Against uh, So I, I never liked that But um, you know For Jim Goodwin uh, You could be Axe scored a, a good goal For St Mirren Against Motherwell uh, He's in there Fighting for survival And he's looking at Hamilton Ackies and Hearts Beneath him Knowing that if he could get something out of that Motherwell game You know, they could put some clear water between themselves and the other strugglers Well, new signing Ross Wallace says he's ready to reignite his love of the game After joining St Mirren He's happy to be back with Jim Goodwin He says used to kick lumps out him when they played together Coming through at Celtic Oh, I love football and that Obviously that was one of the things coming here You know, I had that buzz The gaffer says you want to come in You know, you get that feeling right away oh, I'd love to come in You know, it's got some brilliant Young players here as well, so no, hopefully I could help them with my experience. But you know, I love football. I love playing football. It's a brilliant job, and in fact, you know, I've been fortunate. Touch wood, I've not had any bad injuries. So you know, I've, and everybody else says keep playing as long as you possibly can. So perfect for me, and I think it's you know it's good for the gaffer because obviously he's had injuries. So hopefully I could come with my experience, and you know I'm still fit. I can still you know run around and score sharp. So you know, hopefully. It's, Good for both parties. I want to have a successful season. I want to have a good season. I want to play well. I want to play in this team first and foremost. So I want to try and get fit in the next couple of weeks uh, and hopefully force my way in. Were you and Jim together on Celtic youth team? Yeah, I was coming through and obviously the gaffer used to kick lumps at me in the reserve team when I was just a young kid coming through. But obviously the gaffer was a really good player himself. And uh, you know his hunger to do well for St Man, you know, obviously that played a part. Hugh is on the line. He is a Motherwell fan. From Larrock, what do you make of where your team are at at the moment, Hugh? Ah, good evening, guys. How are you? Good, good. thank you. Uh, I've not spoken to you in a wee while. I've not had the chance to come back on. But uh, as I was just saying earlier on there, that I, I actually think a lot of the fans think Mull are bigger and better than what we actually are because of the success we've had this season, especially the way we turned things around from last year and the, the previous year. I'm just enjoying how we're going about our business just now. Especially the now been debt free, club owned, uh, fan owned club. What, what does the fans actually expect out of a club of our size and where we are? I expect us, hopefully, we'll finish in the top six 
well, I would imagine we would finish in the top six. Things will turn around. Every team goes through a slump. You look at Rangers just now, they've been through a slump. Every team will, it will happen to them. Um, the, the injury to Long, I, I, I think, is the big one for us at the minute because he does a lot of running off the ball. He, he drags defenders about and makes space for other things. Um, I, I, against St. John's the other night, I watched the game. Uh, I, I thought it was a very, very poor second half. Not bad first half, very poor second half. So hopefully the guys will kick on. The, the next two games, especially against St. Mung, uh, tomorrow and, and Tuesday night, definitely winnable. All we need to do is just get back to what we were doing previously and fans, just stay, stay positive. We're in a good place at the minute. A, you're absolutely happy. right, Hugh. You're absolutely right in terms of been paying off the debt. You know, that was the idea initially. I don't think you would have presumed you'd have paid it so quickly. You still get Turnbull to come back for fitness. I think the next four or five games are actually crucial because to cement that third place are the crucial because you've obviously got some in Ross County, Hamilton. For me, I think Hart's in there as well. So you, you look at them games and that gives you a really good incentive to kick on. I think if you rise to third place in the table and everyone heaps praise on the team and the manager, then... Uh, it's fair enough if it goes off the ball for a minute that you point it out. I mean, I don't think you're supposed to say, ah, oh, no, no, no criticism. Uh, you yeah, but Hugh's right in a sense, though, because it does come back to, to perspective, does it not? You know, in, in a division that has Celtic Rangers, Hibs and Hearts, Aberdeen. But budget in budget terms, Motherwell's main aim is probably to survive in the division. But we accept that in the past few years, there's probably a better side than that. Yeah. You look at top six. That that's a yep. that's a success. A bonus, isn't yeah. it? Yep, yep. I, I I would say um, that that is success. But the, the only point I'm making is that okay, with good, there will come bad in football, and you you have to mm. get your head around that. Motherwell have had a a very good season. Stephen Robinson is a very good manager The books are in a very good condition uh, So if there's a couple of bumps in the road You're entitled to bring it up Hugh, what do you do tomorrow then? Do you go with a, a Tony Watt that hasn't started many football matches recently And see how long you get? Or have you got something else up your sleeve? I think you've got to go with Tony Watt Tony Watt's more experienced than what uh, young McIver is And I, I don't knock young players Because the young players over the years have really put Mullow through the seasons. Especially, you go look at Turnbull, he dragged us through the season Turnbull last year. Um, and by by far a country mile, he was our player of the season. Uh, especially from, I think he was actually the, the country's player of the year from January right through to the end of the season. Top goal scorer and everything. So you can't, you can't deny young players are what Mullow are all about. I think, for, especially for tomorrow, just with the run we've been on, I think put Tony Watt up there, even if he gives us 60 minutes, let Tony Watt go up there. I actually would like to see the manager. I understand what Hugh was saying there, a wee bit of criticism. Yeah, I was a wee bit critical of the team and how we were playing, but I still look in the positive side to see for, for, it's probably just the final third. That wee thing's not happening where it was before at the beginning of the season. We were getting that. We were getting to the, the second balls first. The first balls first. So we, we were doing that. We were just went off the ball a wee bit, and I do appreciate that. I do get frustrated. I'm the worst one. I sit behind the goals in the Cooper, and you see me in television ranting. Hopefully Rob will have a look at it But again I've got faith in the guy 
I've, I've never once felt for a manager's head um, over the years. That's up to the board to do their job. I'm just there to support the club, support the board, support the players. That's my job. Well, we're looking forward to it tomorrow as well, Hugh. One of the big games we'll be focusing on from two o'clock. So we are looking forward to it. Hopefully you enjoy your day out. Don't rant and rave too much. Your wife will see you on the television. Behind the goal We're going to speak to Scott and Kirk and Tillock Very soon Just quickly What more have you got On tonight's teaser We're looking for The last 12 Scots To appear In a European Cup Slash Champions League final Thank you to Murray Fraser For sending the question Oh my goodness Would you look at the conditions I know Between Alloa and Dundee United It's torrential Kevin. That is not good fun Sorry uh, You've got You've got Dalgleish Nickel Hansen Lambert Robertson Andy Robertson Kevin McNaught Yes well, Ken McNaughton No, Ken McNaught uh, Yes yeah. I'll give you You said that, Kevin You're getting two players mixed Dar- up Darren Fletcher No Des Bremner Yes Kenny Burns No uh, Not in the last 12 John Robertson Not in the last 12 Okay, yes, we'll leave okay. it there One, two, three, four Five to get We'll get them next And Scott and Kirk and Tillich He wants to discuss Alfredo Morelos He's coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here. And just something a bit different f- for, for the final part tonight. Have you ever wanted to know what it's like for Hugh Keevens when he takes his glasses off? <laughs> well, go to the BBC Scotland channel right now and watch Alloa against Dundee United. The camera is covered in rain and you can barely see. And that is what Hugh Keevan sees when he takes his glasses off So there you go Um, Quickly on the teaser, have you got any more? There's a third Villa player Correct, but you need to give me his name I'm struggling Alright, we'll leave it there for now I'll give you some clues in a bit if you need them Scott has been hanging on for quite a while My apologies, Scott, the floor is yours Yeah, good evening panel, not a problem Um, I wanted to put the point mainly to Alex Because I wanted to ask him a wee question At the end of this um, In regards to if he was in the same team as Morelis But the last time I was on the show, probably three, four months, I used to be a regular I have never been a fan of um, Morelis, never been a fan of him at all. I actually struggle to watch Rangers with Morelis playing in the team. I don't like his attitude, his arrogance, his lack of respect. As a fan, I watch him week in, week out when he plays, and I just expect that something's going to happen that he gets sent off. I don't think he's ever going to learn. He's not this player that all these Rangers fans with blinkers on believe that he is. He's not going to get this big super move because who's going to take him? If anybody comes in, it's going to be a wee championship. I'm not going to be as big as Rangers. But the point I wanted to ask, Alec, Alec as a supporter watching Morelis, um, I don't trust the guy. And I don't think I, I don't think he learns for any mistakes he makes. And my question to you is, what is it like for the players that play with him? Because if you played along with him, how do you play with a guy like that when you can't trust him because you don't know? I, I know his games are about his physical, but the we the, the petulance he does. The, now see, I could go on and on, but I'm only taking that game that I like. There, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed for him that performance. Not just the performance they put in. How many times did they fall in his bum? Just for just for some context, Scott, you, you are a Rangers fan, yeah. Just to, to clear that up. Absolutely, but I'm not a blinkered Rangers fan. I'm an honest Rangers fan, and I'm. And I'm saying it as, as I see it Because You know Rangers, Rangers fans that I mean I'm offered back in the team But You've got to be honest He's an absolute liability and He's always going to be a liability And as far as I'm concerned See moving forward The quicker Rangers get rid of this guy The better Now See as far as I'm concerned Now There was a title challenge 
was a Celtic fan on earlier he says there never was one there was one they've seen the last two weeks that's fell away the, the title's over now I'm hoping somewhere in the background that we can get Morelis moved on and I don't know who we bring in or, we, or who we use Scott see, see without Alfredo Morelos there probably wouldn't have been a title challenge at all well, you can't say that. You, mm. you absolutely can't. You can't. You can. you can't. No, you, well, you can say it, but it doesn't mean it's true. Because you don't know who would have filled his boots and who would have scored goals. Yeah, but, 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 but the thing is, Scott, you can only take it as face value because he is there at the moment. And the well, fact to be fair, right, you, I think you can confidently predict that whoever takes his place wouldn't have 29 goals by this point in the season. I don't think that's a bold prediction. Yeah, well, the, the fact that he's uh, blown everyone out of the stats in terms of the overall picture, in terms of all competitions, the Europe as well is a big bonus with the amount of goals he scored to get them into that position. So, going back to your original point, because there were several points there. In terms of my understanding, Scott, in terms, of, I'm led to believe, now this is only information, he's a popular character within the dressing room. Going back to your point in terms of frustration, I'm, I watch him at times and I do get frustrated. And I, the frustration that I do have with him is, like like the other night when he throws himself to the ground, it's a yep. habit that he needs to shake off because that is now labelled him, he's thrown himself to the ground. Referees look for that, so that's one point. The other bit that frustrates me, Alfredo Morelos, is um, is the selfishness in terms of when he gets a ball 30 yards 35 yards out and his weaker foot he tries to shoot for me he has to mix it up a little bit and it's, it was, I used to say about Ryan Kent you remember take shots and then what that does is the uh, defenders will then come out and it allows you to p- probe and pick passes I think he's selfish for that point of view so I'd be super frustrated if I was playing in the middle of the park with him in terms of his actual goal Contribution to games You can only applaud that Because he's actually done remarkable The goals And you've got to remember He's in a different country So from when he first came I think he got about 18 goals He's sitting in 29 uh, At the moment Representing his country A young guy And he, he can clearly Sharpen up on Behavioural things Some of his petulance Because I think it's fair to say But there's other times When I see him And I like that school Where he's, he's, he's growling at oppositions He carries it to the opposition So there's lots of good and bad with this guy I, I, But at the same time You have to put into consideration See when you're saying about a, a, a wee championship team For me When you look at what he does in Europe I think it'll be bigger than a championship I team I think you've been disrespectful there I can understand Scott's frustrations with someone so. Yeah two things Scott I can understand that Scott's frustration with Morelos' apparent inability To learn lessons uh, Whether it's petulance Simulation Whatever But Is he worth it? Is it worth Putting up with all those things? Yeah Because of the goals I've known plenty of Greeting face strikers In my time <laughs> And he's a greeting face striker But as long as he strikes That's the important thing But he'll, the, the, the attitude problem The persistent Suspensions He appears not To be learning a lesson Go on Scott well, you know, I've, I've put my points forward. They weren't really about the goals he, he scored. I, I agree with you 100% because you can't take that away from him. I'm just giving my honest opinion that I must be seen different to what I'll probably the majority of Rangers fans see. Obviously, now I sit and watch, I don't go to football, but I watch the football with my son. And, you know, my, my son loves him. And he could score three or four goals in the one game, and I still can't take to him. I cannot and will not ever take to him. Does that I'm not does that not sound a bit strange then, Scott? Even even when you say that, I, I, you're well entitled to have high standards and whatever else, but you're saying you can't take to a player who might score three or four goals in a game. 
No, I can't because he could, he, he could score three in the next game against Celtic, and it wouldn't change my opinion on him. It really wouldn't. Well, uh, would, I, really th- I think I think you're letting your argument down here because if he scores three against Celtic, he'll be carried away from my Brooks in a sedan chair. Uh, so you know, at the end of the day, if you're a striker, goals are pretty much at the top of the list. Yes, attitude and temperament and all the rest of it will be down there, further down the list. But goals, goals, goals. Hugh, I was talking about there is clearly things that I've mentioned that the, the kind of throw yourself out of the ground and things. Obviously, the red cards and things. That's clearly a frustration. You, you but you can't you, exclude you, you would the be, twenty-nine goals and the full thing, package. You would be lying if you said that there wasn't various areas that he had to improve on. Well, of course, without a doubt, yeah. don't think there's any doubt about that, Scott. But they, they always, I think Hugh summed it up quite nicely. Is the question not come back to is it worth it? You obviously don't think so. I, I don't think so. As I say, I don't want it to sound as if it's a personal thing against him. I, I wish, I wish I could like the boy in the personal level, but I can't because. Can I, can I, I don't just think throw in, can, Gordon? Can I just throw in something here? Off the wall, out of left field. Okay, <laughs> where's this going? When Hughie McIlvaney died, the greatest Scottish journalist of all time, I remember telling the story that Hughie was persistently late with his copy, and people who are, you know, putting the paper together would say, "Where is it? Why is it always this way?" Where is it? And eventually one man said, listen, the genius is worth the wait. So you might have things about your personality that drive people nuts, but do you deliver? Mm. Yes. And he delivers goals. And if he scores three against Celtic, don't worry about it. Scott will be the only person who supports Rangers in this country who is not thrilled by the moment. I'm interested to learn a bit more, Scott, because let, let me be clear: you're you're a Rangers fan. You what? You're absolutely entitled to criticise him. You're entitled to not have him as a player. That's absolutely fine. But you just said it's nothing personal. But if he scores four goals against Celtic, I'll still never take him. That that sounds quite personal. No, because it's not about his. It's because it's not. It's not about. His goal-scoring ability, I know he's got the goal-scoring ability, but that, for me, is not what, what a professional should be about. It, you, I, you, you, you can't trust him. He's an absolute liability. And as I say, looking the other night there, I really was. I was embarrassed to watch it the amount of times he fell down. I'm surprised there's nobody been on since then. I don't, I've not been on the phone, to be honest, for the last couple of nights. I don't know if anybody's brought it up, but I was just embarrassed watching him. And I think that's something that he, he needs to, I think Alex says it, Maybe they'll need to have a walk him to stop it Because it's pretty embarrassing No, yeah, I don't think anyone would argue He yeah. needs to be available more No one mm. would doubt that He's only got one goal in his last six at the moment as well So by his standards Needs to find the net a bit more often Other players need to step up also Thank you to Scott and Kirk and Tillich For rounding things off tonight Quickly, you've got one, two, three, five more in the teaser Oh my <laughs> Let's start with the third Villa player Go, quick in- Initials oh, um, A, E Alan Evans Yes well done Great Okay. Shout, man. Right Great. you've got another Three Liverpool ones You've got three And one in particular Come on Seriously Dalglish Hansen uh, Scottish <laughs> I mean As far as like Scots go Dalglish Stevie Nichols H- Hansen okay. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't got this one Sooners Yes yeah. Thank you Jeez oh. Right two more Liverpool Yep uh, well, One They both played 85 One of them played 84 The other one was an unused Sub in 84 Initials You like the initials yeah. Don't you yeah. GG 
Graham uh, Gillespie Gary Gillespie, Gary Gillespie. Well done <laughs> Easy one this JW John Wark John See Wark. it's not that difficult is it And the last one You need to think outside the box here Oliver Burke became the first Scot to score in La Liga since Joe no, Jordan No La Liga Archibald Yeah Archibald Steve Archibald 86 Told you to get there Hugh Barcelona uh, yeah, we kind of got there <laughs> Thank you to Hugh and Alex Thank A bigger thank you If you like to, to you For listening For all your calls And tweets We're back at 2 o'clock tomorrow Big day of football coming up And GBX Friday's next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com